Good morning and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm happy that you have joined our program for today. Today we continue talking about the church of the Bible. We have a common desire, or at least I hope you do. If you are listening to this program, I hope that your desire is to be a member of the church that is established in the scriptures. The church that we read about in the scriptures. The church that is described in the word of God. Any other organization is a man-made organization. And it is not something that, that we need to be a part of as far as the church is concerned. We need to make sure that what we're doing is according to the scriptures. May I remind you that we do have a website. If you have not visited yet, you may go to www.marshillcoc.org. And if you go to that website, we have a great deal of information about our congregation, about the, the works of our congregation, the things that we do and participate in. And there's also information there about how to contact and we would encourage you to contact us. Our address is 1135 Rucker Road in Christiana, Tennessee. Our phone number is 615-203-3637. And there's also a way on that website that you can contact us by email, by sending us a message that we can reply to. And we would be glad to hear from you one way or another. If there is anything that we can do to help you, if there are any just any comments you might have about the program or anything like that, we would love to hear from you. And we encourage you to contact us. And again, that website is www.marshillcoc.org. Before we get into our lesson for today and to our studies for today on the one true church, let us bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for your word, for the ability that we have to study it together, to understand it, to grow in not only our understanding, but to also grow in our spiritual lives. Help us to remain faithful to you. Help us to, to do your will always. And that is our desire. We are thankful for your church. We are thankful for uh, what you have established. We are thankful for the one that you gave to die on the cross for our sins that the church might be established, that we might live as Christians, that we might live lives in service to you so that we might one day inherit the promise that you have made to us, the promise of eternal life. And we are thankful for the blood that was shed so that we might inherit it. We pray that you would bless us throughout this day, throughout our lives, and we thank you for the encouragement that you've given us thus far. We thank you for your word. 
Thank you for Jesus. It is through him we pray. Amen. All right, as we get into our lesson, we are again studying the church of the Bible. And today I want us to begin in Matthew chapter 16. We have already been here, and I imagine we'll be visiting this passage uh, maybe often throughout this study. But today we're beginning a, a new point. I believe we finished with the founder of the church being Christ. We looked at how he is the purchaser of his church, Acts 20 and verse 28. He is the builder of his church, Matthew 16 and verse 18, that we're going to look at in a moment. He is the head of his church, and he is the savior of the body, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23. He is the lawgiver, according to Acts 2 and verse 36. And in all of these things, we notice that Christ is the founder of this church. The purchaser, the builder, the head, the lawgiver, and the savior. He is the founder of his church. Just to reminisce for a moment to to a lesson from Two or three weeks ago, we talked about history. We talked about the churches that have been established according to history. Churches with different names, with different teachings, such as Roman Catholicism, the Lutheran Church, the Episcopal Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Baptist, the Methodist Church, the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Adventists. Those who are of the belief of Christians, scientists, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. All of these churches have something in common. Uh, Actually, they have several things in common. They each have a year that we can go back to and, and look up and find when they were established. They were established in various places and by various founders that they each have in common. But none of them was established in Jerusalem, as was promised in the Old Testament, uh, as far as the church and its establishment is concerned. And we'll look more about that later on. They were not founded in Jerusalem, and each of them have roots in man-made doctrine. They each have a founder who is not Jesus Christ. Friend, if you are a member of a church that is not the one that we read about in the Bible, that is not established the way that we read the church was established in the Bible, and is not founded by the one who promised to build his church in the Bible, that being Jesus Christ. And friend, know that your church, the church that you are a part of, is not the church of the Bible. 
I've said this over and over again, and and we don't say this to be mean. We don't say it to be uh, exclusive of, of one group over another. Don't take preference of one group over another. But we do not believe our church to be a denomination. Because the church that, that I'm a part of, the church that I am a member of, was founded by Jesus Christ. It, it has its roots in Acts chapter 2, where the church is established on the day of Pentecost. We seek to be that same church. We are still saved in the same way that, that Peter told the Jews on the day of Pentecost that they should be saved to repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And those are the same acts that, that lead us into salvation even today. We believe that the apostles were, were given exactly what they needed in order to establish the church of the Bible. And upon Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and his later ascension into heaven, they were not left to, to share the things that they believed, the things that, that they thought the church should be like, or how it should be run. But they operated on a, a thus saith the Lord. And we seek to do that today. We want a thus saith the Lord any time that we are looking at how we are to worship, how we are to serve, how we become Christians. We want a thus saith the Lord. And we seek that in Scripture. The things that we believe in practice are not our personal beliefs only. But they are the things that are taught in Scripture. And anything that we might find that is not according to the Scriptures. And that needs to be changed. But we seek to do things in Bible ways. And we want to be the church of the Bible. And that's what we're studying. If we're going to be the church of the Bible. Then it means that we have to do things according to the Scriptures. The church that I'm a member of, Christ is its founder, and Christ alone. And I do realize that denominations, that they say at least, that they trace their roots back to Christ. That There are some that in their structure, they place Christ as the head, but they always have something, someone underneath that decides whether or not we're going to do this or that such as a conference or, or something of that nature, they decide based on the times and based on uh, current events how they are going to proceed. And one of the best examples of that, I think, in recent years, we have seen where churches have uh, they've tried to decide on women ministers or even uh, those serving that may identify themselves. As homosexual, I have to be very careful that we're not doing things based on current events. 
The Bible is good for all time. And so we look at the scriptures. We know what is right, what is wrong. We know what God has said, what the authority of God has imparted to us through his word. And we do things according to that authority. We recognize that authority. We do as God has told us. We refrain when God has not spoken. That's the way that we should be operated according to the scriptures. Let's get into some of this um, that we need to be studying. Let's move on in our lesson and not spend all of our time on what we've already looked at. But we have recognized that Christ is the founder of his church according to the scriptures. Also, according to the scriptures, we find that uh, the foundation, we find the foundation of the church is the Son of God. And so we look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 once again. Uh, just to, to give you an idea of the context of Matthew 16, uh, we, are, we have this situation where Jesus asks his disciples, his apostles, who do men say that I am? And they replied, well, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he asked, who do you say that I am? Speaking not of what everyone else says, but what who do you say that I am? Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so in his reply to Peter, Jesus says in verse 18 of Matthew 16. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it what was the rock that jesus was speaking of some say that it was peter that the church would be founded on peter himself that's not what the scriptures teach us and it doesn't really make a lot of sense in regard to how jesus spoke and what he actually said the the church was not founded on peter as its foundation, nor is the church founded on any other man, living or dead. On this rock, Jesus says, on this rock. Well, let's go back to verse 17 for a moment, where he says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. On this rock, I will build my church. What had been revealed to Peter? That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is not something that flesh and blood revealed to him, but the Father who is in heaven. He revealed unto Peter. And under the apostles, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And on this rock, rock of Peter's confession, 
what was behind Peter's confession. The assurance, the confidence that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. On this rock, I will build my church. It is upon our faith that the church is built. But but what kind of faith? What, What faith are we talking about? The faith in Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one who was promised, the one who had been sent, the one who from this point would later die for our sins. The rock upon which the church is founded is Christ the Christ of God. It is upon our faith that we are obedient to the plan of salvation, making us members of this church, being added by the Lord, not by man, not by decisions of man, but we are added to the church by the Lord himself, as according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. And so Matthew 16 and verse 18, it tells us that upon this rock, I, Jesus, will build my church, the rock of Jesus himself, faith in Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus is the rock and our faith uh, and obedience adds us to that church is the laid foundation. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's go back for for context's sake to about verse 5. And we'll read through Verse 15, verses 5 through 15 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Who then is Paul? And of course, this is Paul writing. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. He's talking of, of each of these men as laborers in the kingdom. They do the work, they do the watering, they do the working, they do the warning. But it is God who provides the increase. Remember that God is the one that adds us to his church. There are things that we must do, but God ultimately adds us to his church. And we come to verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. 
You are God's building, according to the grace of God, which was given to me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. I want to go back to verses 10 and 11. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. It wasn't that Paul necessarily laid the foundation himself, but he taught how the foundation was laid. That was part of the work that they were doing. I have laid the foundation, another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds upon the foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. The church is built upon faith in Christ. Thus, whenever we have a, a someone who desires to obey the gospel, they desire to be baptized for the remission of their sins, we also ask them to make the great confession. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? No other foundation can anyone lay, verse 11, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And it goes on from there. But, but what I want you to notice here is that Jesus is the foundation of the church. He is the foundation upon which the church is built. As according to Paul's words here, inspired by the Spirit given to us in Scripture. Let's go to the Old Testament for a moment, to Isaiah chapter 28. Let's look at verse 16. Isaiah 28 and verse 16. This goes back to prophecy. This is what we might refer to as messianic. Prophecy and that it refers to Jesus the Christ. And it says here in verse 16 of Isaiah or chapter 28, 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. What kind of stone is is Isaiah referring to here? Again, by inspiration, he's referring to the stone upon which the church is built. The foundation being Jesus the Christ. He is a tried stone. A precious cornerstone and a sure foundation. Oh, we can be sure that the foundation of this church is rock solid. Not such as the foundation of of churches of the world because we see them come and go. Even in the great denominations, there is much conflict over what is to be believed and what is to be practiced. But if our foundation is Jesus the Christ, And we're not looking to men to make decisions for what the church should do, what the church should believe. And he is a sure foundation, a solid foundation, a precious cornerstone. As we see Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God, we see him as the foundation of his church. Quickly, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at verses 19 and 20. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for dwelling place of God in the spirit. We base our beliefs on the the teachings of the apostles. If you'll remember, the great commission was given to them that they go into all the world teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. In addition, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. The apostles were to teach, and Christians were to follow their teachings. These things did not come from them personally. They come from God. They come from Christ as the foundation, the solid foundation of the church. He is also the foundation of the apostles, the foundation of their teachings. And in so being, he is the foundation of his church. I ask you one question. Is Christ or man the foundation of your church? If Jesus the Christ is not the foundation 
of the church that you are a member of, the church that you are a part of, and your church cannot be the church of the Bible. He is the founder. He is the one who established the church. He is the foundation of the church. Church is founded upon the things that he taught. The things that we read about in scripture. I encourage you to be back with us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. as we study together another portion of God's word. And I thank you for joining me today. I look forward to being back with you at the next opportunity. But until we meet again, may God bless you.